A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but... John is in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere. Our mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God by faith in his son. Corinthians, right? Two Corinthians, 317. That's all. Victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. <laughs> right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name. Get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king Who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples But we take what he's created and we turn him into idols I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of TBMs Yeah, spirit and truth is worship viewed in this chemistry But, but some are spewing distorted views of the Trinity Hey everybody, welcome to episode 21 of The Master's Dog. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm. We are going to be talking about abortion today, so we are going to throw up our uh, counter and keep it up throughout the videos, which means I have to move over here so we don't cut off half of my head. So, um, on uh, let me tell you the other day I talked about... Uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg and Beto O'Rourke as being two of the most dangerous uh, Democrat uh, candidates that are running for president right now. Today I'm going to focus in on one of those guys, and we're going to talk about uh, Mayor Pete. And, you know, I really, I really would have been happy if the only thing I ever knew about South Bend, Indiana was... Uh, that it was the place where Rudy uh, went to play that phenomenal game that Rudy played. Uh, that one game, that one play, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Notre Dame, if, if, if that was all I ever knew about South Bend, I would be really happy. But 
Then we get this guy. Where did he get? Oh, he's under. He's uh, on. We gotta do do. There we go. There's there's Mayor Pete, uh, Mayor of uh, South Bend, Indiana, running for president. Uh, <laughs> he um, openly gay, uh, professing Christian. This is what makes him more dangerous than anything else, is the fact that he is a professing Christian. We would say the majority of Christians, scholars, born again, regenerate, you name it. Most of us would say he is not a Christian, simply because he is living in a lifestyle of sin. He is a openly gay man who is married... Although we know that that is not a marriage in the eyes of God. God does not recognize that as a marriage. God uh, has given us a definition of marriage. One man, one woman, till death. That is what marriage should look like. So he's openly rebelling against what God has said in his word. But here's the problem. is He's going on uh, different shows and talking about the Bible. He is challenging people using the Bible. Why does this make him dangerous? There are enough professing Christians in this country that do not know enough about their Bible that are willing to be led by simply by their emotions that will hear this man quote Bible verses. Um, and I have to imagine that at some point in time, he's a little more, um, convincing than he is in the clip that I'm going to show here in a minute because it wasn't very convincing at least not to me but then again I know how to how to recognize a counterfeit again I just taught this in in my Mormonism class at church in the Sunday school class when the secret service teach somebody how to identify a counterfeit they don't spend their time looking at counterfeit money they teach them about the real thing, the genuine article. They give them bills, which I have none in my pocket because, you know, I, who carries cash anymore? I was going to show one. But um, they they learn. They feel it. They know the texture instantly. They know the the look of it and how it looks, the color of it, and so on. They know it so intimately that immediately if you hand them even the best-made counterfeit bill... They may not know immediately what the issue is and how it's counterfeit or why it's counterfeit, but they know. They go, I just, this is not the real thing. Whether it's the feel of it, the look of it, something is off, they know. And this is how we are as Christians. Jesus said, my, my sheep know my voice. Those of us who know the Bible, who know his voice, can immediately recognize a counterfeit. We may not be able to immediately identify what it is that is counterfeit, but we can immediately identify it. We can, in, in whether it's in the way the person talks or the, the the things that they say about God. I mean, the easy ones are those who do not live it out by their lifestyle. You know, if you get somebody who's telling you how how much they love God as they're in the process of stabbing you um, and robbing you kind of obvious that these are not Christians. You know, we, we can use this when people talk about, you know, people claim that Timothy McVeigh was a Christian. He was not. Because Christians don't blow up buildings. 
that is not what a Christian does. We understand the teachings of Christ. And then, of course, there were all kinds of other things that Timothy McVeigh did that, that proved that he was an atheist. But so there, this is the thing there. When, when someone who claims, again, in abortion clinics, when somebody goes to an abortion clinic and shoots an abortion doctor, the guy that went in and killed uh, George Tiller in his church, that man was obviously, by his actions, proved that he was not born again. Because this is not something a Christian does. I mean, we recognize that some Christians, well, all Christians, still sin. We are in our flesh. We still have the propensity for sin. Murder, pre, especially premeditated murder, is not something that should pass through a Christian's mind. It kind of proves that the regenerate spirit of the regeneration of the Holy Spirit is not there because it's not something that a Christian does. I mean, we know them by their fruits. You know, they'll know that you are my disciples as you love one another. We recognize these things that happen in people, the changes that happen. Now, we there are other sins that we are tempted in and, and fall into from time to time. But murder, it's really hard and I, I guess I, I should. Now I'm not even going to say it's possible. If somebody is actively going out there, premeditated and murdering people, there is something disconnected. They do are not following the teachings of Christ. There is a problem. So we're going to leave it at that. But we recognize that Mayor Pete. Is a, is a counterfeit. He is not a true Christian because we can see it by his activity. We can see it by his works. We can see it by the things that he says. And that's what I want to look at. We're going to look at this. I'm going to look at this video clip and then we're going to talk about something else that I don't know if we want to call it ironic or if we want to... Um, I heard somebody else recently kind of talk about it was it was... I don't know if they described it as God's justice or what they described it as. But, I mean, what happens in the dark, God is going to bring to the light, right? And we're going to talk about that. So let's look at this first, though. I want to look at this uh, this video clip off of YouTube. This is um, sometime in the last two weeks. Mayor Pete went on, and of course you can see I'm, I'm borrowing this clip from PCV TV. I have no idea who PCV TV is. This is the only short clip I could find of this where I didn't have to pull up the entire hour-long interview and move around to find the, the few-minute clip that I wanted to use. So these guys have it, had it. Of course, they've got it labeled as blasphemy. Um, so, again, taking this... Uh, clip from pcv tv um don't go look it up because uh, i don't know what it is they may not be a great uh site to be looking at but this is just where i stole it from but i want to look at this clip and then i want to talk about this clip here in a minute so let's let this play and we'll go on now right now they hold everybody in line with this one uh kind of uh, piece of doctrine about abortion right which is obviously a tough issue for a lot of people to think through morally then again uh you know there's a lot of parts of the bible that talk about how life begins with breath and so even that is something that we can interpret differently and uh i'm pro-choice take up uh me too yeah. and, but i think no matter where you think about the, the kind of cosmic question of how life begins 
most Americans can get on the board with the idea of, all right, I might draw the line here, you might draw the line there, but the most important thing is the person who should be drawing the line is the woman making the decision. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not going to go on to the rest of what uh, Charlemagne says there. I'm not going to call him by the rest of his name because it's pretty blasphemous, but um, I'm not going to go into everything else he says, but I want to look at that clip one more time, and I'm going to stop it, and we're going to talk about it a little bit because here are the issues with this statement and these things that are being said so let's listen to it one more time and i'll stop it and we'll talk about it as we go through now right now they hold everybody in line with this one uh kind of uh, piece of doctrine about abortion okay first there's a whole lot more than one and, and i don't know if he's talking about one verse or what but there's so much more about uh, in the bible than one little piece of doctrine we I mean, we know what the theology of life is, according to the Bible. Excuse me, my nose is itchy. Um, we know exactly, we know there's many, many places where it talks about life in the Bible. Um, it's not just one little piece of doctrine. We have system, systematic theology that goes through all the scriptures, and we can find all the places where it breaks down what is the theology of life, and thus the doctrine about abortion. Um that falls into it's not just one little area it is there's so much stuff throughout the bible where we can look at these verses and recognize one to take a life is murder two life begins at conception uh three um god is the determiner of who is and is not alive and not uh doctors or anything else god is and we can see those different things in different places so i'm gonna let him go on and then we're gonna talk a little bit about what he says next right which is obviously a tough issue for a lot of people to think through morally okay here here again we got to talk about this and i know some people are going norm why are you talking about this on the master's dog this is specifically why uh, normally i would keep politics and and pete Buttigieg over in let me tell you or something like somewhere else rather than here on the master's dog which is about god's word and theology but obviously this man is talking theology so that's why we're here but disclaimer why are we talking politics on the master's dog because this man is talking doctrine claims to be an episcopalian uh obviously a very liberal strain of episcopalian uh probably part of a church that we would consider outside of orthodoxy uh obviously if they're performing marriages between men that is that is outside of orthodoxy of christianity i would call it a a a church that has had its lampstand removed so okay there we go deep breaths why is it if life doesn't begin at, at conception if life doesn't begin until what he's going to refer to here in a minute if the a fetus is just a clump of cells if it's just a bunch of tissue if all this is all it is similar to you know your appendix or whatever why is it so hard for people to to think through morally if it's nothing more than a skin tag nobody nobody thinks it's it's a, a rough thing to think through morally to have your appendix removed or your tonsils taken out or a skin tag removed or a mole removed or an ingrown toenail or any of these things 
Um, many procedures which I've done myself as a medic in the army. Um, that's why they immediately pop to mind, <laughs> but not tonsillectomies or appendectomies. Didn't do any of those. I was a medic. I removed more moles, cysts, ingrown toenails, and skin tags than I care to admit, and I was only in that line of part part of the hospital for a few months. And so I digress. If it is simply something like that why is it so hard to think through morally there's a a problem with that there's a contradiction in that statement because if it's hard to think through morally there's only one reason why it could be hard to think through morally and that's because you're killing killing a living being if you're not killing anything that is alive then why is it difficult to think through it morally that's a question that these guys have absolutely got to answer then again, uh, you know, there's a lot of parts of the Bible that talk about how life begins with breath. There's not a lot of parts of the Bible that talks about how life begins with breath. We get God breathed into Adam and Eve. Okay, those lives began with breath. Um, I, I can't think of anywhere else where the Bible literally says that life begins with breath. Because we have many places throughout the Bible where it recognizes life within the womb. One, first and foremost, is when Mary visited Elizabeth and John the Baptist leapt for joy within his mother's womb. Obvious sign of life inside the womb. And uh, so there's, there's a first one. We have Psalm 139. Uh, 13 through 16 says for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because i'm fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful i know that full well my frame was not hidden from you when i was made in the secret place when i was woven together in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be it's pretty good uh explanation of life before a child is born. And then if we really want to get down into the legal ease of it, um, of what the, the Bible says about life in the womb, let's go to uh, Exodus 21 verses 22 and 23. This is, a, this is the law that God has given to Israel. It says, when men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined, as the woman's husband shall impose on him. So, and he shall pay as the judge determines. So there, if they're fighting, hit a woman, she has her baby, and baby's fine. Then the man pays a fine who hit her, as the husband determines or as the judge determines. Verse 23, but if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life. This is a legal, this is, this is the legalese of, of the Bible. This is the law of Israel. This is what the early church and what Israel recognized as the defining of life. Because God defined it in the womb, life for life. There's no way around this. And this may be where Pete says, oh, well, it's just one verse and da, 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 da. There's not much else that is available to give any other argument that he is claiming. 
it is very clear throughout scripture that we are made in in the womb and we are alive we are human beings and we are alive in the womb and i mean it's you can't deny that when if you have as as and i don't know if pete has kids i don't know i mean i don't know if he's if he was one of these guys that was married and had kids and then suddenly decides he's gay and leaves his wife or whatever else i mean many others episcopal v gene robinson and so on had did this the exact same thing you know married had kids decides he's gay and comes out leaves his wife uh marries 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 another man um uh abandons his family so i don't know i I don't know if pete has kids but obviously he has never put his hand on a, a woman's and, and it should be your wife's, but I can't say that about him. But he has never laid his hands on his wife's stomach when that baby in the womb moves. I mean, I have, I have one little girl, and I can still distinctly remember. And it, it, there were a couple of times where my wife was like, Oh, look, she's moving. And I felt, and I didn't feel anything. And I'm like, Dang, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I mean, I, I know that she was moving and stuff, but that very first day. That very first time I put my hand down and my wife was like, look, look, feel. And I felt that move. I bawled. Because it's just a, the amazing miracle of that life within my wife's womb that is moving around and reacting to our voices and reacting to our touches. You cannot experience that and then claim that life that that is not a life and that's the reason why so many people now on the left are are acknowledging well it is life we recognize it as life um and they just don't care so moving on and so even that is something that we can interpret differently and no we can't it's pretty clear I'm not interpreting this. I'm just giving it to you. Give me a different interpretation of Exodus 21, 22, and 23. Give me a different interpretation of, of Psalm 139. Give me a different interpretation of John the Baptist leaping for joy. Do, do non-living things leap for joy? Give me another interpretation. There is none. Uh, I'm pro-choice. Uh, me too. Yeah. And, but I think no matter where you think about the, the kind of cosmic question of how life begins. It's not a cosmic question. Scientifically, religiously, it is, it is there, Pete. It's not, excuse me, it is not, absolutely not a cosmic question. It is laid out in concrete evidence. And God laid it out even more so in the law of Israel. Most Americans can get on the board with the idea of, all right, I might draw the line here, you might draw the line there, but the most important thing is the person who should be drawing the line is the woman making the decision. Absolutely. Why? Again, why? You know, if it's, if it's nothing more than, than an appendectomy or a tonsillectomy, why is it such a thing that it should only be made, that the choice should only be made between the woman and her doctor? Or the woman making the decision. They don't even say it should be between a woman and her doctor. It is the woman's choice. Why is it not a woman's choice to kill a, a infant? 
they're still totally dependent on mom for everything to live. Why is it not a woman's choice to, to decide to kill that? Why is it? What is magical about that birth canal that imparts life, Pete? Because it's definitely not biblical. It's definitely not doctrinal. And it dang sure ain't scientific. So, and I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not going to let Charlemagne say the disgusting things that Charlemagne says after that. So, we're going to move on. We're going to go look at it again. So, after all of this, um, we get this story that came out of South Bend this last week of a, a former abortion doctor. And apparently this guy recently passed away, I think. I, I should have pulled up the article totally. But this is a former abortion doctor that when the, his family, after he passed away, his family started going through his home in South Bend, Mayor Pete's city. Family goes through his home and they found over 22 fetal remains of children that this man murdered inside his home. This is stereotypical serial killer activity. I just had a, a flash of the, the Sasquatch Hunter TV show, typical Squatch activity. This is typical serial killer activity. So many serial killers keep mementos and uh, souvenirs from their kills. This man kept over 2,200, and I might have said 1,000 earlier, 2,200 bodies of babies that he killed in his home. Now, I don't know... If this is simply ironic, I, I'm, I'm a sovereignty of God guy, so I don't believe in coincidence. This came out within the week of Pete talking about his ideas about abortion. And then this comes from his city, worse than Gosnell. This comes out. Pete, you have to answer for this man. This man did this on your watch in your city. Give us an explanation for this and explain away how this guy didn't do anything wrong because none of those things were alive anyway. The, the clinic or whatever he should work in should be shut down, should be fined to allow him to... How did he get these things out? This is mind-boggling. And... and I don't even know what to say. I can't I can't fathom the depravity of this human being and I, and and believe me I find it hard to call him that but understanding that we are Mago Day this man is made in the image of God just as every one of those babies that he murdered was and yet he callous enough to take them home This is the darkness of, of society right now. This is why I say that Pete Buttigieg and, and is one of the most dangerous. Because this is, again, I mean, so many of them are, are supporting of abortion right up until the time of birth. It doesn't matter 
if, as long as that baby is still inside the womb, it is okay for the mother to kill it. How many more children will die if a man like this is elected to the presidency, reinstates the Mexico City policy, and, and sends money to other countries to let them kill their babies? This is and and then the other thing is this is a man that that he's a wolf. He is an absolute wolf because he's he's claiming to be on our team. He's claiming to be part of the body of Christ. And the scary thing is there are Christians who will believe him and who will be willing to. There are enough liberal Christians out there that may be willing to go and vote for this guy and allow him to become president of these United States, to allow him to institute policies and and support legislation that will just increase the number of babies that are murdered. This is why I say we need to do something about Pete now. We need to be vocal and make it clear to people in the church and out of the church that children are alive from the, the moment of conception they are living beings that should not be murdered. And every time Pete speaks out about this issue, I thought the men weren't supposed to have an opinion on abortion. Why is Pete talking about it? Right? That's, that's the, the, the big disclaimer. If you have a penis, you can't have a decision. You can't have an opinion. Which means we should throw out Roe v. Wade because it was decided by all men. But yet here he is. And we need to be vocally proclaiming the truth to out to drown out his voice and all the other voices that are saying that it is okay to kill babies we need to be loud we need to be present we need to be out there we need to be at the abortion clinics we need to be on the street we need to be preaching this word to people that life begins at conception and that it is a sin to murder a child but yet there is something that God has done that he can forgive us of our sin and regenerate our hearts so that we no longer desire to murder children. And that is Christ's death on the cross. We need to preach the gospel. We need to preach the gospel to these people. If you want to go out to abortion clinics and save babies and you're not willing to preach the gospel and call sin, sin, and call these women to repentance and share the gospel with them, then you're doing them no good. Yes, it's a, it's a great thing to save babies, but we want to see souls saved too. So we need to be be diligent for the life of the child, but we need to be jealous for the soul of the mother and the father and the abortionist and the death escort and the nurse and the receptionist. We want them to hear the gospel. We want them to be convicted of their sin. We want them to be regenerate and we want them to be saved. And in order to do that, in order to do that, we need to be loud. We need to be persistent. We need to preach the gospel at all times. And we have to use words because they are necessary. And I don't think it's a uh, don't think it is a coincidence either that we are just about to hit 2,200 babies that have been murdered since you loaded this page, and that's the number of children that were found in that monster's home. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words; they're necessary. Till next time.
Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.